0: Welcome to Bass Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started. Great afternoon. Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane of Sarah Jane. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad that we are here together. So I sat down and spoke with Peter Passetto, author of Active Choices, to discuss his book. Active Choices is a book that encourages people to make active choices in their daily life to make life easier and better. So let's dive in. In the Choose You chapter, I have to say you kind of ruined reading for me but yes, yet broaden my reading horizons because in there you talk about feed your brain first and then you talk about brain candy. And I am guilty of liking the brain candy. I like the mystery novels and whatnot. So I was reading that before, all that kind of stuff before bed. And then I read that and I was like, what now? And so I had to go back and read it again. And now since I read that chapter, I have bought so many books that are about improving yourself or X, Y, Z, whatever. And that's cool that I have all these books, but I read part of them and then I get another one because someone mentions it. And then I read, start reading that and it's like, it doesn't end. I, I don't know if I should say thank you or if I should be upset because I've stopped with the brain candy now. I just have to, I have brain food with all these books that I will
1: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you how I choose me with both categories. Will that help? Yes. Okay. So... Where I, and, and at the time, again, I was driving a lot and, you know, there was a while that I was on the road and I was doing presentations. Um, I bought a truck and in the first 18 months of owning the truck, I put 65,000 miles on it. So I spent a couple hours in the car and I left to my devices. I'm going to listen to XM radio. I'm going to listen to my classic rock. I'm going to chill. You know what I mean? And There was so many books that I was actually able to digest because, you know, for me to drive eight hours was, I mean, I was doing that three to four times a week, right? I mean, and there are a lot of books that are less than eight hours on Audible. So I could knock out a couple books a week. What I found was when I go to bed, um, I did go through a period where I always had a John Maxwell or I had, you know, something, right? Brain food. And I would go to bed, I would read until two, three o'clock in the morning, having to get up at five. I'm like, this is not, this is not helping me. So what I started doing was how I choose me now is I always make sure that I have a mystery novel on my Kindle that I can read because that actually gets me to go to bed sooner. Because what would happen is I would be sitting on a couch and I'm like, well, I don't wanna get off the couch and turn off the TV and go read John Maxwell. I'm just not in the mood right now. So I'd sit on the couch until I'm tired or falling asleep. And then I, or I fall asleep on the couch. and I don't get a great night's sleep. So having a mystery novel of some sort on my um, Kindle, that's a story that I can go to bed. it, It excites me. like I can't wait to go to bed and read that story. But I know if I read more than 20 minutes or so, I'd be surprised. Right. And that, so that gets me to turn off the TV sooner. It gets me to go to bed sooner. And it actually facilitates me having a better night's sleep. So if I buy two books a month, let's just say that's 30 bucks. If you could pay $30 a month or a dollar a day to have a better night's sleep, wouldn't you?
0: That's a good point.
1: So that's what I do now. So that's how I choose me with that. And I make sure that when I'm in a car and I'm driving around or or I'm doing stuff, um, I'm playing one of the many audible books that I have.
0: So you name uh, a lot of books in your book. Are those books that you specifically name or are those the books that you would say help shape you to do this?
1: Mm, I don't know that. I, I certainly there were a lot of books that I took pieces here and pieces there from. If I use the name of the book in my book, it's because I'm using it specifically to make a point. I mean, I probably could have. There's probably 50 more books that somehow influence what I wrote that I don't name in there. I'm just using them to make a specific point in 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 that context. It's a great question.
0: So I really liked the Choose You chapter. Once I found out it was not brain candy and it was brain food and it was not self-soothing it was more uh, what, what did you call that it was more what self
1: so self care versus soothing yep
0: okay so i found out that i'm a really good self soother because <laughs> i you know i could go and do what i needed to do but i'm definitely better at self care now after reading that so another i think all the chapters in your book are legit i think all of them have a very good point i think that at some point we could dissect every chapter together however Choose you, I think is super important because I think people need to realize what it truly means. And the one that I really like is chapter number seven, choose the people on your bus. Yeah. I want to know, first of all, explain who exactly are the people on someone's bus?
1: So Deepak Chopra said that we cannot be successful in life. And I start with this quote, we cannot be successful in life and make positive choices without being in an environment that makes those choices easy and natural. Right. And so it's hard to be in great shape if you're, you know, you're spending your life at a bar with chicken wings and beer, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I've played team sports as have you and and I know that the teams that I was, uh, that I played on that were the best, you know, it was about the collective, right? It was about each person bringing sort of greatness to it. And I've also played on some pretty crappy teams where, you know, people just weren't in a headspace, didn't care. And so that really, I looked at it as a team sport, I think, you know, I grew up around team sports. I had a father that was a gym teacher and a football coach, basketball coach, baseball coach, soccer coach. So it really kind of got that lesson early on Um, and then as i grew and i I saw my friends there were times when i felt like my life was awesome and i was surrounded by amazing people so part of the whole book was looking at okay what came first where was the chicken where was the egg and for me what came first was i did a better job of taking care of myself at that point so I was choosing me health in a healthy way I became a better version of myself. As I became a better version of myself, I met other people that were taking great care of themselves and performing at a high level. And when you're surrounded by great people, your, your results can be so much greater. Um, you can com- accomplish so many more things, so much more effortlessly. Everything takes energy in the world, and yet there's people that I have that I I... Spend time with right. I put energy into them, like a D. Davidson, like a Steve like where they take the energy that I give them, or when I'm spending time with them, and they go run with it, right? And they they go out and make their lives better. And then when they're making their lives better, they meet somebody and they go, Hey, you got to meet my friend Peter. And then that makes my life better. And it's just this great circle. You know, part of it is having the right people on the bus. Part of it is getting the right people off your bus. And part of it is getting the right people in the right seats.
0: I, I want to ask this question before we move into yeah. that. What Since you wrote Active Choices, how has your bus changed?
1: I have uh, created an environment that of people around me that are also making active choices in their lives. And so now, I, now that I'm surrounded by, and I just went through this, you know, maybe five or six weeks ago where I went through a really, really difficult period of my life. You know, someone that, was on my bus that I thought was going to be on my bus for a very long time decided to disappear on me and it was the people that were already on my bus that that were there not just to pick me up but get me back to who i was right i can't I can't live a life now where I don't make active choices so my bus has become this accountability it's become this insulation it's become this um, phenomenal environment where if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are all really into fitness. Chances are, they're not going to let you not be into fitness. You know what I mean? They're going to want you to take good care of yourself. So now that I've put this out there into the world and said, this is what's important to me. This, what, this is what has helped me become my best and other people read it and they, they start making those choices. Yeah, this has helped me too. Now, like, I can't not show up and make those active choices. So now I've created a life that's self-sustaining, right? It's, and um, that's really cool.
0: So then, how do you, since your your bus has obviously changed, how do you tactfully get someone off of your bus?
1: I love the question. And that's probably one of the most uh, common questions I get asked about that one. And, you know, and and it actually excites me. Because getting people off our bus is actually extremely important. And it's fairly easy when you, when you think about it. It's being tough on your standards for what you accept for the people in your life, not being tough on the people in your life. So I'm not going to come to you, Sarah Jane, and go, hey, you need to take care of yourself and you need to read more and you need to eat better and you need to do this and you need to do that if you want to be part of my life, right, to make you part of my life, I just, you know, I say this is what's important to me. And when I see you taking those actions, I go, all right, this is somebody that, man, I really want to be surrounded by, right? You, they, you already meet that standard. And so where I got into trouble in my life, what I referenced about six weeks ago was, I was not tough on my standards with someone. I had let my, um, I had gone backwards a little bit from what I accepted in my life and that was my fault. And, and it's just, and I really, and I've been kind of public about it just to show people that, look, I wrote the book. You know what I mean? I, I, this is, I'm the one preaching this and you know, we can get confident, confident, we can get cocky with it. And if we don't, and we aren't on that consistent bringing energy to our choices, this can happen to anyone. And so being tough on your standards. I talked about being surrounded by people that are doers, right? Yeah. I don't, if somebody, all they are is a talker, they're gonna. Sh- I'm going to figure it out pretty quickly at this point in my life. And I'm just not going to put energy. They're not going to get time on my calendar. They're not going to get, you know, group stuff from me. If they want to show up on some of my free stuff, awesome. But, and, you know, until I see them out there doing, they're not going to get any more from
0: Because exactly what I have this highlighted in my book, my, my book is dog eared and highlighted and written in. So I think someone asked to borrow it and I was like, well, I don't know. Okay. Exactly what you say is the people on the bus will be a reflection of the standards you set for yourself and for your, and your life. If you have people in your life that you're unhappy with, or you feel aren't adding value to you, you have allowed that to happen. Now that is a tough pill to swallow to think like to take not really the blame, but you are,
1: you've got to own it.
0: You do. You do have to own it because you get in, you do get these relationships and I mean, it could just be an acquaintance and however, you know, however relationships, there's so many different kinds of relationships, but you get into a relationship where maybe a friend is taking advantage of you or a friend, you know, always has to put you down in order to make themselves feel better, you know? And and at, at one point, you you stop and you look and you're like, how how did how did this happen? Like, how did we get to this point? How did we get how, here? Why allow you to treat me like this? This is garbage. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. If you have, if someone hasn't been there, I, God bless you. Really, but do you live under a rock? Because there's no way that everyone can just have all these perfect relationships. I mean, in a perfect world, that would be great. I think for myself, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I probably have fewer really, really deep relationships because relationships are difficult.
1: They are. They, take energy. <laughs> they take, take energy. They take energy, which is why which is why, if, I, you know, I'm going to put my energy into someone that when I, like you and I, when we get off a call, I could be exhausted and you're like, hey, can you make 30 minutes for me? I'd be like, yeah. And I'll probably end up having more energy when I get off that call than when I got on that call right because i'm spending 30 minutes with you or some of my other multipliers right
0: Love um,
1: and so yeah i think the first step to getting your bus right as it were is to really that first step is owning 100% of the responsibility for everybody in your life like everybody in your life you put there good or bad you can't just take credit for the good ones and say oh well the bad ones their family or oh well they're they're there and don't have much of a choice Yeah, you do. (laughs) You absolutely do. And you know, what's really amazing is when you start being tough on your standards, some of those people that we'll just say nicely might not have been positive energy in your world. I have a lot of stories where people come back to me and they start talking about how they started getting tough on their standards of what they're willing to accept and how they're willing to accept being treated and how they weren't. And people in their lives started showing up at a higher level spouses started showing up at a higher level. Siblings started showing up at a higher level. Children started showing up at a higher level because they finally said, you know what? I I don't deserve that. I deserve this. And, and it's not like you have to be mean to someone. You just, I'm not, you're not going to get my time and energy if you're not going to treat me that way.
0: And, And you also talk in there that everyone on your bus should be a hell yes or a no. Like you can look at someone that's on, you know, one of your close friends. And if you do not for sure want them on your bus, that they should not be there because if they're not contributing to you, you're probably not contributing to them. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a stalemate really.
1: Well, if you get, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're an optimist uh, a lot, that statement definitely is in there for the optimist because the optimist can go, Oh, well, they're just going through a tough time right now and they really are a good person and, I know that they they can treat me well, and they start justifying all these with like, and you know, Mercury's in retrograde, and the moon's full, and yeah, right. just go, you know, when they get through what they've got to go, no. If you, you know, if you start justifying more than like one sentence, no. It's either you look at them and you're, hell, yes, or no. Nah.
0: I know, after I had one of my friends read the book, and she texted me, and she told me, you're a hell yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you. And it's funny because not everyone would get that. So, and, and that made me feel good. So I, li- I like that part of the book as well. Now, getting people off your bus. Okay, so we have to figure out a way to do that, which is fine. But how do you think someone should respond? How, how should someone be okay with not being on someone's bus? Like if you're, if you're getting kicked off someone's bus, how can you handle that tactfully?
1: Ooh, great question. I would uh, have a, a, you know, a serious conversation with the person in the mirror at that point and say, "Am have I chosen myself? Have I done what I can to be the best version of myself to show up in this person's life?
0: I think that's, that's valid.
1: And you know, and it hurts, right? When someone leaves our life, especially like if you've played sports at all, we don't like to lose. Right. Like, we don't like to lose. Even if we didn't want to win the game, we, we didn't want to lose. Like, we don't want to play the game, but I still don't want to lose at it, right? Like, I just don't – I want to be able to make that decision. No, you can't leave because I haven't fired you yet, you know? It's,
0: <laughs> you know, this reminds me when I was in chiropractic school, my roommate and still a really, really good friend of mine, um, Michelle, said, we hate when the people we don't like don't like us. <laughs> yes. We would laugh and laugh at that. And, we're, and, and thinking about it now, just when you said that, why, I mean, why would a person even care? I think I'm at a different spot now uh, that I, that it really wouldn't bother me. And especially now, because right now I'm really putting myself out there, a lot of criticism, a lot of critique, you know, but you have to be okay with it because everyone's going to have their own opinion and you have to uh- be not being on someone's bus.
1: I'd also check into what age group you are. Cause I heard a great expression one time that, you know, when you're in your twenties or when you're 20, right. We'll just say 20, 40 and 60. When you're 20, you're worried about what everyone else thinks about you. And when you're 40, you get to a place where you don't care what other people think about you. And then when you're 60, you realize that nobody's been thinking about you the entire time. And <laughs> so, you know, I, it's funny because about the time that I started not caring what other people thought about me, somebody told me that I was, you know, a little over 60 and I was like, Oh, so I've been <laughs> worried about other people's opinions. They haven't been thinking about me. And I was like, yeah. Like but, um, so yeah, if somebody doesn't want you on your bus, you know, I think you look at it as timing. I think you look at it as happenstance. And I also think you look at it as value. There are definitely people who just timing wise I wasn't the best version of myself at that time. And I kind of go, man, love to have that relationship back to do over again. But it is what it is. You move on and you look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? I can't get back yesterday. And I can be the best version of myself today. And if a person comes back, fantastic. If they don't, I'm going to wish them well. As one of my coaches told me, she's like, you know, not that i'm not gonna love you i'm just gonna love you from further away
0: (laughs) i have not heard that but i like it one other thing i want to close with because i had read i had this highlighted in the book as well it's better to be alone than in bad company first of all i think this is fitting for two reasons I think it's fitting because now, with everything we're going through with the virus, there's a lot of people who uh, probably have a lot of more anxiety or depression because they are alone and and they maybe have different standards for themselves. Everyone's situation is different. but also because you said about five, six weeks ago, you went through an issue with yourself. So talk to me about that in your book.
1: Yeah, so let's just go there and be open and transparent about this. So if you're if you're listening to this and you want to get real, here's me getting real. I had met someone last fall and we really hit it off. And after about a month, we decided to elope. And our thought process there was we were like, this is probably where we're going to end up anyway. Let's go ahead and sort of get the paperwork done and out of the way. And then get to know each other and have fun. And then in a five day span, she went from I'm all in going to love you for the rest of my life to that was Sunday or Monday. And then on Friday, I got an email from her and it was like gradually backing off during the week. And then on Friday, she sent me an email that she had filed for divorce. Um, She had deleted her Facebook account, changed her name, gone. And um, yeah, and it really hurt. Now, where i had not done a good job of being of being tough on my standards was she lived in cincinnati i live in new york um and i had been in a long distance relationship prior to that and i didn't want to be in another one And it was the very first thing i told her i said look i really like you i think you're super cool but i have no desire to be in a long distance relationship and then i got back in a long distance relationship i didn't make the active choice thinking that it was going to be temporary and thinking that it was going to happen where she was going to be able to move here because i was. Taking her at her word, and it didn't happen. Uh, That caused me not to be my best version of myself. And then after I went through the breakdown and the hurt of it all, I had to look at the fact that um, you know it was probably for the best. She probably did me a huge favor, and you know, and I've just gotten more perspective on things I probably would have learned had I taken my time in the dating (laughs) part of the aspects. Right, and that's all I'll say. Like we all have our own opinions, and I've got mine, and she's got hers, and three sides to every story. And I, I, you know, I wish her well. But chances are, like, I may never ever talk to her again. And this is somebody that I married in front of God thinking this was it. Right. So that was super difficult. And it was my multipliers that showed up and it really helped me get back. And, you know, it was it once it was took about a week and a half, maybe or whatever, 10 days, I was just miserable. And then after I got through that, it was another couple of weeks. And my mindset, I just woke up one day and I, I was back to where. I was at my best and I really felt it had it had she come here and been here and we were stuck here it probably would have caused a lot of stress for both of us and not in a good way and yeah it is better to be alone than in bad company and we get addicted to like you know the people on Facebook I love the the folks that crack me up the most are the ones that are like, everybody on my newsfeed on Facebook, it's negative. I'm like, but whose spend are they? You accepted that friendship. If your newsfeed on Facebook is negative, it's because you have accepted the negativity into your life.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point.
1: And so when someone goes political or somebody goes negative on my Facebook, unfollowed, done, or just leave for me. So if you look on my newsfeed, it's a lot of super positive people that are doing real stuff. Now, somebody, you could be having a tough day, and you might post something that while it's not negative, it's not super positive. And I'm gonna notice that and go and reach out and go, hey, you doing all right? Like, you know, how can I throw energy into you? What are you grateful for today? So people earn that right a little bit, but I'm not gonna let people be negative for very long in my life. And
0: and yep. In any defense, I mean, I think that you were choosing you because that is something that you wanted, right? So you were choosing yourself. Yep. Just chose the wrong person for the bus.
1: That's correct.
0: And we're all, at some point, we're all going to do that. And we all have to be okay with it. Yeah. And you, you I mean, have to own that
1: fact, right? Like, if I don't own the fact, if I go, oh, it's just her and she did this and blah, 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 then, then I don't have an opportunity to grow and I don't have an opportunity to learn from the mistakes. And that's where you get the choose to choose the learn category, right? Chapter. So yeah, it is, it's better to be alone than in bad company. And I learned that a long time ago. And it really has made a difference. See, I've been lonely by myself and I've been lonely in a crowd. Mm, yeah. And when I was lonely in a crowd was when I was not at my best. I can be at my best and be like stuck in my house for a month and I'll get lonely. Right. But there's a, there's a big difference there. I'm less alone now in life and I see far fewer people. I mean, I was regularly on a daily basis, city to city to city in front of a hundred people. You know, I was part of groups. I had lots of stuff going on. Now I interact with much fewer people the only physical human being that comes in this house right now is my son. And so I don't even have adults interaction that come into this house. (laughs) You know, sometimes I want to give somebody a hug that I don't have to bend over for, like just, you know, reach out like an adult, but um, I'm less alone. I think in my life now than I've ever been.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And that's having recently gone through a divorce, like having a wife disappear on me. I'm less alone now. than I've been in, in a, Very long time because I've got amazing people in my life. And right now, with the pandemic where it's at, I think it's an incredibly important time. And I've said this publicly I don't know that there will ever be another time in my working career where it will be simultaneously as important to add value to other people and as easy as it is to add value to other people right now. You know, and I say that because people are home. You know, before you'd call somebody and they might call you back three days later. Actually, we wouldn't call somebody; we text them. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Now we're picking up the phone talking to people. Now we're getting
0: unless they're homeschooling their kids and they're a mom, they might take you a while to get back. I mean, I may be guilty of that.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, I know moms that are like, "Please distract me. Please (laughs) call me. Anything to yeah." But I mean, last night I was on a Zoom with my cousin and her wife, like, you know, and I, I go months without talking or texting with him, but now because we're stuck, it's like, we're, we're getting that time together and it's awesome.
0: I think that's wonderful. So I I want, I said that I wanted to close with that last uh, thing I said about it's better to be alone, but than in bad company, but there's one other area in the book that I really have highlighted that I think really made a difference for me. And maybe to the point of help lead me to uh, maybe a different path in my life. So in we're still in uh, the same choose you chapter, pretty much right at the beginning. You say, I'm going to paraphrase right at the beginning here. These choices move you to live more in the zone so that you can take your life to a higher level and begin to live the life you've dreamed of until now. The life that deep down in a place you haven't shared with anyone, not even those closest to you, you knew you could live. You knew you deserve to live. What I like about that is that that is a thick statement. Like that is a big juicy steak right there. Like that, that's a lot to digest. However, it it sounds like you have to do this huge thing in life. Like you have to have a career change or something. But when I read that, like I took it very deep. Like. It is underline and then scribble numbers. I mean, it's like, I really I really like that part. But I, I think what I also took out of it is that you don't have to do some huge life-changing thing. You have to make active choices. And that active choice could be to take a painting class or it could be to start working out or it could be I'm going to call my best friend from high school once every month. It's, it doesn't have to be this huge thing, but you are making these active choices to make your life better However small or large that may be. And the thing I like about this book is that this book is for everyone because you can take it at whatever level you're at. This isn't a book for specifically seniors in high school, but it's good for them because they should know who's on their bus. This isn't specifically just for moms, but it's good for them because you do need to choose you because you need to be a better mom, spouse, daughter, whatever. It's good for everyone because it meets everyone where they currently are at in life. So I definitely have enjoyed your book. I definitely have read it more than one time. My Maybe I should get another copy, but I'm not going to because on the inside of it, it has a nice little little handwritten message from the author himself. So I will definitely have to hang on to this one. But I appreciate you. I appreciate that you wrote the book. I appreciate the people I've met from you. Or through you, because I, I've met some game changers in my life. So I appreciate all that you've done, and I hope you continue to do what you do.
1: Well, Sarah Jane, I and I love saying Sarah Jane, and I know that that's not your full name, but it's it is on Facebook and it is my phone, and I just it sort of rolls off the tongue, which I love. So you're always going to be Sarah Jane for me. I think for those that are listening to this podcast, and you heard Sarah say this statement, you just did, or she just did here's what I would want to honor out of you is that I think a lot of people would have looked at you where you were when I met you mom, three kids, got a nice house, husband, job, right? Like you have what a lot of people I think would list as qualities of somebody, you know, things that are qualities of somebody that's, they see as successful. And yet for you, it wasn't about that. And, and and you never seemed ungrateful at all for what you had. You always seemed you know, so grateful for what you had. And you don't get to this podcast without starting to choose you in a different and more positive way. You were doing well with reading. You stepped that up. You were doing well with the relationships. You stepped that up. And what's happened is little by little, you've sort of whittled away the pieces that weren't serving you which allowed you to take energy and put it more into the pieces of you that were the best which got which raised your energy and raised your ability to get to you the point where you're like you know what I'm ready to do that podcast now and so you know i think the result th- this comes from you choosing you and there's so many great stories and that's why the active choices nation facebook group is so much fun there's so many great stories about people that are they're doing things that with their spouse that they just never thought they would do, or, you know what I mean? They're going for hikes that they never thought they would do. And that to me is brings it all back to they're no longer playing small and everybody's world is a little bit better because they're doing this. And imagine if, you know, you or anybody that's listening to this, imagine if the 10 most important people on your boss all accomplish that dream there's to go ballroom dancing or go hike a El Capitan or start a podcast or write a book or you know, practice poetry or go volunteer to teach soccer. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but imagine the 10 most important people in your life all achieving that thing. What are their lives like? What are their smiles like? What are they like to be around, right? And you're the lighthouse. We can show people how to live that life by our active choices, By putting energy to the decisions that we make. And so I'm super grateful. I'm honored to be here and I love you. I appreciate you so much.
0: This has been, this has been a wild ride. And, and I think, I think we're going to have to chat again because we definitely need to dive into more of your book, but you know, game on
1: and maybe, you know, six months from now, might just have the second one out. So we'll uh, maybe we'll get some some advanced material going for you.
0: That would be great. Well, I appreciate you being here, Peter, and we will chat again.
1: Sounds great. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.